0: Hi, friend. Glad to have you with us today. Our topic today is controversial. The topic is the Bible and today's society. Now, I've got a little old knife here. That's what they'd say in Texas, a little old knife. (laughs) The story is told in the book of Jeremiah about a certain king. And he was given a portion of the word of God. And what he heard disturbed him. He just didn't like it. Didn't want to hear the stuff. It was bad news. He could have done something about it to change the circumstances and to change the outcome. But he was too proud to do anything about it. You know what he did? He took a knife. So he took a knife to the Bible and he cut out that piece. As as the man read some more, he... He cut that piece out too, and he threw it into the fire. Now today, there are lots and lots of people who've taken a knife to the Holy Scriptures. And when they read things that they don't like, what they do, my friend, is that they take a knife, symbolically, of course, and they take this knife and they cut out the offending passage. Now we're going to talk today about some passages that offend a lot of people. But I want to remind you today, these are not my words. These are the words of the living God. We're going to come over here today to start with to Romans chapter 1 and verse 1 and verse 7. This is the writing of of the great Apostle Paul, one of the greatest scholars, uh, one of the greatest Jewish people the world has ever seen. Some say this is the most important book that has ever been written. Whether that is so or not, it's a mute point. It is... Tremendously important. Romans chapter 1, verse 1 says, Paul, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God. And then verse 7, it says, to all who are in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints. Grace to you and peace from God our Father, and uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. So this book is written to the people who live in Rome. And the news I want to bring to you today right up at the very top is this. Rome is not dead. Rome is alive and well on planet Earth. America is the new Rome. Australia is the new Rome. Europe is the new Rome. Russia is the new Rome, and as we read these words, we're going to find that they are strangely pertinent. Paul's message to the Romans is guaranteed to offend many. That's why people, after this talk today, I want to take. Well, they're going to want to take an, a note to their uh, this knife to their Bibles, and they're going to want to cut out the offending passages but let me tell you this while this book is guaranteed to offend many people at the same time it gives hope to those people who want something better and who want to live for eternity some time back i was listening to cnn and pierce morgan who is the great british interviewer and commentator, somewhat controversial guy, but very good in what he does. He was talking to Pastor Rick Warren, who was a leading American pastor, and they were talking about the issue. Can I even say it? Why not? Don't we still have freedom of speech in America? Do we still have freedom of speech in Australia? I I sometimes wonder What's happened to our rights and the First Amendment here in America? They were talking about same-sex marriage. And Rick Warren, who is a, a Christian and a pastor, had the great church down a saddleback. He was defending what the Bible teaches. He was defending what I'm going to say today. And Pierce Morgan said: Isn't it time that we got rid of those passages? in that old book, and he's a Roman Catholic, he said, isn't it time that we got rid of those offending passages because we can't read them anymore because they're going to offend people? And so, Pierce Morgan and lots and lots of other people have got a knife, and they've taken this knife and they're cutting pieces out of the Bible, now look at Romans chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. Dear friends and gentle people, Romans 1 and verses 1 to 3. Paul, a bond servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God. Just remember, remember this, the gospel of God, which he promised before through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord, who was born of the seed of David, according to the flesh. The gospel is about Jesus. The gospel is not about you. (laughs) The gospel is not about me. The gospel is the good news about Jesus. Now, the very idea of Jesus back in the days of the Roman Empire and to many Jewish people in Israel, was an offensive topic. Jesus was a Jew. And the Jewish people were, in those days, a despised nation. They were different, and that is why they were treated differently. And Jesus, the gospel that Paul preached, was the gospel, can you believe it, about a crucified Jew The Romans thought it was absolute insanity, and Paul said this crucified Jew was God in the flesh, and he was put to the uh, to death on the cross for our sins, and he said he's alive again. I would point out to you this truth, friend of mine. Those of you who want to take a knife to the Scriptures today, because what you hear doesn't suit your Lifestyle. Christianity has always been uh, contentious. And Christians have always been persecuted. Look at Romans chapter 1 and verse 4. It describes the gospel and declared to be the Son of God with power, according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection the resurrection from the dead. Imagine this Jewish man, this scholar, this rabbi, preaching to these godless Romans and saying, the only way you can be saved is through a crucified Jew who was God and who died and who has been raised from the dead. Try preaching that today in many parts of America. Try preaching that today in ever increasingly secular Australia. A few years ago, not very long ago, the vast majority of Australians said we're Christians. Today the majority of, Christians, uh, of, of Australians say we're not Christians, we're nothing. We believe in the God of Nothing when nothing means especially money. So there's come this tremendous cultural shift. Look, Romans 1 verses 5 to 7, a tremendous change in the nations. Look at, look at England, the fall of the mighty British Empire. England now is hardly a second-rate power. Rule Britannia, Britannia rules the waves. Now Britain is a pathetic country whose economy has gone down the drain, but don't laugh, America. Romans 1 verses 5 to 7, Paul says, Through him we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations, for his name, among whom you also are the called of Jesus Christ, To all who are in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. This gospel, and this is where it gets inconvenient, this gospel calls for obedience to the word of God, obedience to the commandments. It is not passive. It is guaranteed to call a cause controversy. The teachings of the Messiah in our present culture, the Roman culture, is very controversial because our culture, even in America now, is very anti Christian. Now, in ancient Rome, they fed the Christians to the lions not in the Colosseum, but in the Circus Maximus. And as Dr. Billy Graham said before his death, the great evangelist, he said, Christians in America can expect to be persecuted soon by their own government. And also in Australia. Australia. There's come an enormous cultural shift. There's come a tremendous change in the concept of truth. I was listening to Oprah. She said to this young couple, tell me your truth. Tell me your truth. There's no such thing as your truth. Truth is truth is truth. It's not a province of me personally. But today everybody's got his own truth. This is called the new insanity. And I guess it's true to say that Hollywood is leading the charge. Now, I've got something I'm going to show to you. These are from Hollywood, given to the Carter Report. We got a bunch of them. We wouldn't get them today. <laughs> We got these are awards. For some of our television programs, these were given for the program Victory at Kiev. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it. We got these Tele awards because when we got these Tele awards, Hollywood was sympathetic to the preachers of the gospel. This is 30 years ago. Not so today. Hollywood is at war with God. There has come a tremendous change. And, and let me say, that there are still many good people in Hollywood. But today we are witnessing a tremendous change in the culture. Once Hollywood upheld all American values, God bless America, faith, family, country, the Ten Commandments, A great Hollywood production. Could you imagine today Hollywood putting out the Ten Commandments? Who was the great star in the Ten Commandments? Do you know? No? Yes, that's true, but the great star was John Carter. You're laughing at me? Charlton Heston was born John Carter. (laughs) You Go go online and check it out. Charlton Heston was born John Carter, but he's, Mother married uh, Mr Heston and uh, his second name I think was Charles and so they called him Charlton Heston. But my point is this, Hollywood is not what Hollywood used to be, faith and family. Today, generally speaking, Hollywood and the media are opposed to Christian values. In America, tremendously so in America on the whole. In Australia, almost entirely so, except for one channel. So the media is against Christ. This is the new Rome. Now please look, please look at Romans 1, 14 to 16, Dear Hearts and Gentle People. Romans 1, 14 to 16, I'm a debtor both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to wise and to unwise, so as much as is in me, I'm ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. What is the gospel? We have gospel music. We have gospel this and gospel that, and most of it's got nothing to do with the gospel. Behold this great text, which is the very heart of the gospel, for God so loved the world. And he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The gospel is the good news that God gave his son to die for us and that God loves sinners. So everybody ought to walk out of this television program today and you ought to say, I've heard some good news today. There's a God and he He loves sinners. And he gave his son, Christ, to die for my sin. God loves people. Look at Romans chapter 5, dear hearts and gentle people. Romans chapter 5 and verse 8 says this, but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The Bible tells us that God loves sinners. And so I want to say this so that you will understand exactly what I believe the gospel preaches and teaches. And I won't be telling you by the grace of God any lies and I won't be taking a knife to the scriptures. Let me tell you, God loves all people. He loves transgender people. He loves bisexual people. He loves non-binary people. The message of the Bible is that God so loved the world that he gave his only only son. God loves people. Hear it. Now, I was horrified some time back uh, to see a group of so-called Christians in America protesting against the gays and holding up these disgusting placards, all in the name of Jesus. But Jesus wasn't standing there with them. They gave the impression, the overwhelming impression that they hated gays. Let me say this to you. Let me say this to you. When attacked and slandered, we must say, even though you hate us, we will love you. And when the day comes in America when Christians are persecuted for their religious liberty and for their rights, and because they believe in the American Constitution, but mostly because they believe in the Bible. Christians will need to say, by the grace of God, even though you hate us, even though you throw us into prison, we will love you. And look at Romans 1 and verse 14, please. Paul says, I'm a debtor, both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to wise and to unwise. Paul says, I'm a debtor to every person. Let me talk about this for a bit. When it says everyone, when it says that he's a debtor to the barbarians, to the Greeks and to everybody else, he's saying that God's love is universal. He says, I have a gospel which is so broad and so amazing that it extends the welcome love of God to every individual on the face of the planet. Everyone, because I want you to know this, God is remarkably colorblind. And if your lifestyle uh, in your thinking revolves around the color of your neighbor or the color of somebody else, you need to come to Christ and repent. Because God is a colorblind God. God loves white people, black people, brown people. God loves people irrespective Of their national origin. Now, please notice Galatians chapter 3 and verse 28 and 29, my dear friends. The book of Galatians, chapter 3 and verse 28 and 29. Please notice these words There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. If you you believe in Christ and if you are in Christ, the Bible tells us we are Abraham's seed. That means uh, as far as God is concerned, uh, we are considered to be spiritual Israelites whether you are white or black or brown or something in between. Because the teaching of the Bible is that God loves people. And I want to say this as plain as I can say it, racism is an ugly sin. I've seen white racism. I remember as a boy with my young... Ride going to a place called Broken Hill in Australia on the outer Baku where the churches are few and men of religion are scanty. That's a poem. Now I can remember going into a splendid house and meeting an old frosty white Australian lady. I will never forget it because we spoke about Aborigines how we hoped that the Aborigines would also come to our meetings. She said, "I feel somehow unclean if I touch an Aboriginal. I hope she repented and found Christ because she cannot go to heaven with those sentiments. So there has been racism, of course, in Australia. I've been to South Africa. In fact, I refused to go to South Africa and preach in South Africa while they had segregation. I was told, we want you to come to Cape Town, but if you come, the audience is going to be segregated. We will have an audience for the blacks and one for the browns and one for the whites. I said then, I will not come. And I did not go to South Africa until that wretched law was abolished. I'm opposed to racism, white racism. I'm also opposed to black racism. You say, it doesn't exist. The problem, my friend, is not the colour of the skin. It is the state of the human heart. And we're all the same inside. Have you heard of Rwanda? I find in this country of America, there is a tremendous ignorance. People are brainwashed and their minds are being destroyed. In 1994 in Rwanda, a million black people were killed. There were the Hutus and the Tutsis. A million black people were killed. Why? Not because of their color, but because of their tribe. I could not have told the difference But they certainly could. A million were killed. Then there's been discrimination against Asian people in America because we have Asian people, the salt of the earth, who work for us in the Carter Report. They've told me these stories. And then there's been Chinese racism, how they've treated the people over in the west of China. There's been terrible Jewish racism. Think what the Germans did in the Holocaust to the Jews because they were Jews. And today many Jews in Europe think that the Jewish state is discriminating now against the Palestinians. You can't say that. Well, we have all been guilty of racism. Every color, every race has been guilty of of racism, including my own. Listen, the problem is not the skin. It is the heart. And if you open up a person today, whether he's white or black or brown, and if you look inside, we are all the same. The white man needs the gospel of Christ. The black man needs the gospel of Christ. The Asian man needs the gospel of Christ. The Jewish man needs the gospel of Christ. The Palestinian needs the gospel of Christ. And the gospel of Christ is big enough for every one of us. I'll be back soon as we talk from Romans chapter 1. Join us.
1: Christ gives us clarity. When all around us is in ruins, we can rebuild our lives on the promises of God the new Carter Report and Hope TV Media Center has risen up from the ashes. The van is loaded with medical supplies, food and water, then driven by courageous Christians into places of danger. With a cheerful heart, they deliver hope to weary souls. And because of you, faithful followers of Christ, Ukrainians have been given a new song to sing It is up and running. We are witnessing a miracle. We are committed to keeping it operating and expanding. God is not done here. Let us follow him. With your financial help, we can heal the Ukraine. Spiritual programs will be made. Supplies will be driven to those in need. And new songs to the Lord will rise from the rubble. God can take any gift and multiply it to bless the Ukrainian people. Let us not forget them. Pray that the Ukraine will be restored, and pray that the peace of God will prevail. Diakuyu, thank you. Your gifts can be sent to the address on the screen or visit our website. God bless you and thank you for being a part of the Carter Report family. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358